Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 418. A Breaker Remains Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, Big Underscore Bane, rocking them switches. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. That's uh, another uh, Sunday recording sesh. Yeah, yeah, going up a little late, but you know, better late than dead. That's what I always say. Well, that yeah, I think that goes in and with with everything, right? Yeah. So we're making it happen here. Uh, it's kind of been a slow news week. I mean, the topics we have to discuss are, are big ones, so we'll, we'll dive into those. We even rep. we even waited till the day of, and we still ain't got shit to talk about. It's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes that just happens, and I'm sure shit will happen tomorrow. We're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Here we go. Uh, we got some wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We're going to dive into a little bit of toy talk as well. Um, but, dude, it's dude, snowmageddon this week, right? Yeah, yeah. I, for uh, a couple of days, anyway. For a couple of days. Uh, that... Uh, for us, it started on Thursday, and I mean, it technically started on Wednesday with the rain, and then it froze, um, but then Thursday, it actually snowed, and then it snowed a little bit more on Friday, and uh, yeah, just fun shit, you know? I was very lucky to get to work through the entire bit of the snow and cold weather on nights. That was fun. Yep. I uh, I, I was out and about on Thursday, you know, in, in the old 26-foot box truck, Yeah, and that was... I know you're a big fan of that. We've we've discussed that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oddly enough, though, and I don't even want to say this because I know there's some snitch bitch listening to this that hey, I, I work bitch. with. Suck it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I I I actually kind of like normally I have high anxiety about getting out and driving in that snow, but for some reason, man, I don't know if I was just like you know what, f it. But I I kind of enjoyed it. The, I was out at the outback at 71st and uh, Memorial, and I was like. You know, doing a little bit of fishtailing in the damn truck, just enjoying myself because nobody was back there, you know? Yeah. Like, well, let me just enjoy the snow right here. I, I don't know. Driving in the ice and snow is never ideal, it, but as long as you, you're careful, usually it's okay. Well, and, and but, it, I mean, a box truck's different. Well, and in my truck, like, it's 
there's so much weight. Sure. It's going to be pretty hard to like, cause I, in the, in the box truck, unless you're going downhill, you know, it's, it's not smart to like go the speed limit, but flat roads. I mean, I can pretty much go close to the speed limit, 35, 40, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so it really wasn't that big of a deal. Highway most, uh, most of the day, Thursday was pretty clear. So, I mean, I didn't really yeah. have to worry too much about it. So, it, but at the same time, there wasn't a whole lot of traffic either. So I think that probably helped my anxiety out quite a bit. I know um, Friday was probably the worst day for my job because it had stopped snowing, mm-hmm. obviously, but we had all the sludge. Yes. And then it, and it froze. froze. Yep. And so that sucked, obviously, because yeah. it was like, well, holy hell. That would have been the worst day to get out versus the day that it actually snowed because then it all melts and then freezes back up and then you got slick as shit roads. And, and when, where I was working, we have a lot of pavement obviously and so mm-hmm. walking around in work boots and stuff can be very slick oh yeah and so of course they're like hey you know be careful when you walk like oh thanks yeah. appreciate that piece of safety advice yes very very kind of you oh yeah but uh, i think we're pretty lucky um where we live you know we're definitely not in the northeast we have obviously have a lot of friends from ohio i'm sure i know travis told me they got a ton of snow yeah and so I feel like there with the colder climate, it probably sticks around a little bit longer and just a different, different vibe than here. For and they, sure. They probably get it more often there yeah, too. Yeah. Like from, I was listening to a, you know, a, one of the meteorologists here in Tulsa and I mean, they are what they are, but like he, he said that this will probably be our one and only big snow system of the, of the winter. And that's kind of our, it's kind uh, of the pattern. One big snow. Yeah, yeah. We might end up getting like, two but there's always one that's like really big and then the other one's just kind of like maybe a couple inches and honestly this one wasn't nearly as bad as previous years no last year was way worse than this one you know it's funny though is because we don't have a lot of snow everyone freaks out so it's like they were canceling school and nothing had even happened yet yeah yeah you know what sucks about that is i was i was actually like really bummed out for my uh, stepdaughter because she when when she came home Tuesday, because everything was supposed to start on Wednesday, when she came home Tuesday, they gave her homework packets for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So they weren't snow days. She just had to work from home. That is ridiculous. That's bullshit, right? Yeah. It's like that's the whole that, but that's the they whole, have snow days. Yeah, that's the whole um what do you call it? The uh the thing with COVID, right? Because they made They made everything digital. Yeah. But, but this wasn't even digital. It was like the homework packets, like the paper. Ones. So why, why even go to school to begin with? Right. Like yeah. why not, why not just once a week you get in the homework packets and they can just stay home. Exactly. And just do the work. Stupid. So, um, I put out a tweet. Um, what'd you do that for breaker? I did. Come on. I did. I put out a tweet. I put me and big underscore banner recording right now. You got a question for us. Send it our way. I, we got a couple of responses already. Did we? Are you ready? I guess first so. one uh, came from good sister, Tara Lynch. When are you two getting your asses to Ohio? Tara Lynch. Yeah. We don't talk about Tara Lynch enough. On we this don't, show. we don't. Well, I think one of the only handful of female figure collectors that I even know. Yeah. I, one of the only females that I know of that listen to our show. Yeah, exactly. She's in a very, very small, very small group. This is a, this is a boys club for the most part, but it's we, a, it's a sausage yes. fest, <laughs> but we like, we like having, I would rather more women listen to our show than men. I, I would bet we have a lot of women that listen simply like if because of their husbands or boyfriends. Right. Yes. It's, but it's not like their choice. They're probably like these guys suck. These idiots. So uh when are we going getting our asses to Ohio? I've never been to Ohio in my life. I've done I've a lot either. Of, I've done a lot of traveling with wrestling. I've never I have been there. it. 
pretty far. It's about, I think about 13, 14 hour drive. It's pretty, from here. pretty good distance. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, closer to 12. I can't I, remember. I may have mentioned this before. Travis really wants me to come to PowerCon in mm-hmm. August. And I know that He-Man's not for everybody, but I thought that might be kind of a fun time if we were all able to make that happen. Yeah. August should be a good weather month, obviously, yes. as far as being in the summer. Um, so I'm thinking about it. Uh, a lot of it depends upon vacation time, you know, finances, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I would like to go. So this is all the Ohio players. If any of you guys are listening, I do. I will. I do want to go. To he needs or, a place to crash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. anyone got a food talk yeah. <laughs> uh, but i do want to go it's early august like august 3rd or f- 3rd through the 5th i think i i'm not 100 sure but i, I do want to go then so yeah we'll see what happens yeah and i actually thought about going too for me though it's more of uh financial sure if it's possible so yeah. it's it's one of those things like it's hard enough for me to try to figure out a weekend to go visit my brother down in dallas you know what i right, mean so right. like couldn't imagine a, a week or whatever in in Ohio. Well, and my thought would because my work schedule, I, I work a lot of uh, weekends, mm-hmm. so I have to factor those days that I'm working and kind of figure out okay, what day can I go and yeah, all that stuff. And so I want to go, but again, it's all logistics, I guess. Oh yeah, and the amount of time off you have and things of that nature. But I do want to, so yeah. Hopefully, we can make that happen. We got another question. Okay. Three questions from Nate from Ring Skirts. Three. First Good question. Nate. Why? Question mark. That's it. Why? Why? Let me tell you why, Nate from Ring Skirts. This will be good. Uh, I actually had nothing because I, I don't know what context you're saying why to. Like, why Why ask the question? Maybe. I think it's kind of like The Office. Yeah, one question first. How, how dare you? How dare you? Because that's question number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two is yeah. how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got. It I, is your birthday? Yeah, I got. I got nothing on that man. Uh, it's, fa- it's fact. Your birthday was what a week or so ago? Yeah, January twenty eighth. Big three six. Birthday. How's that feeling for you? You know, uh, I woke up the next day for my birthday. My lower back hurt like a some bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my knees were achy because I had gotten on the treadmill the previous day, and they have never stopped being achy. So I've had to continue to work out while having achy knees. I, I can see that. Yes. So his third question, then this is a legitimate question. What are your top three favorite pro wrestling shirts? Oh, so I generally do not like wrestling shirts. Yeah, I agree with that. Just to be honest, because 90% of them have this, I, I have this weird thing where it's like, if I'm going to like a wrestling shirt, it can't look like a wrestling shirt. Uh, yeah. Um, you want it to be anonymous in the general public. Yes. Um, so you don't want like, you know. I don't want like somebody's face. Razor Ramon's face. Right. Yeah. Things like that. I just think they look, I think they just look corny as shit. Um, but I think of like, for me, I feel like things haven't really topped some of the good ones we had in the 90s. I think of the NWO is still one of the greatest t-shirts from pro wrestling ever. I agree. Um so that's that to me is probably number one. I loved a lot of the the WWE Rob Van Dam shirts with like the dragons yeah, and stuff. I yeah, always thought those were yeah. cool. I was a huge Rob Van Dam fan. I, but but honestly, there's not a lot of wrestling shirts like like you said that that I would want to wear currently. Mm-hmm. It's weird when something becomes vintage. It's to me, it's like it's more acceptable. Yeah, well, it's like I was about to say Austin three sixteen yeah. because like that to me, I feel like even if people knew it. 
that was back when shit was really cool. So yep. it's like doesn't matter. Uh, which I oddly enough, I don't have either one of those shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, I'm trying to think of a third one. Um, I actually always liked the uh, Pillman word a lot. The uh, the Four Horsemen logo that was kind of like changed a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? His yep. logo that he yeah, kind of like the hammer sickle or whatever. Yeah, but it, it kind of looked like the Four Horsemen logo a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always thought that was cool. Yeah, I always liked that. And I don't know if they ever made a T-shirt of it, but like that's something I would wear. No, I agree. I also liked his really over-the-top goofy shirts. I wish they made those as like... That looked like they predated Affliction. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like almost like almost grunge metal. Yes. Yeah. I thought those were fun. Like Mikey Whipwreck wore similar he, stuff. Yeah. He wore Affliction shit before Affliction was a thing. Right. But it like it fit him. Like it really looked good on him. Yeah. I agree. I um, I like homage shirts a lot because they're very retro looking. Mm-hmm. So those I would, I guess, throw that in there. Um, As far as shirts that are iconic, I mean, like Austin 316's iconic. But that's not my favorite shirt of his. Like, I always liked the one that was like Austin 316 in red and it said blood from a stone and it had his bloody face. Oh, yeah. That was cool. I thought some of his like lesser known shirts, but I just, I'm I'm very much a simple graphic guy. You know what I mean? Like, and I like, I like the fact that his are, although, no, that's, I, I totally lied to you because as far as modern day, I just forgot about it. There's a shirt that I have from Pete Dunn and it was like, when he was still just the NXT UK guy, he oh, yeah. hadn't been brought over to NXT and it was one that he personally made himself. And I bought it. Like I was one of the lucky few that actually got one. And, uh, and it's like, it's just a, um, it's, it's a freaking bear. And it's, I, it I says bruiser weight. It's literally one of my favorite t-shirts that I have right now because oh, yeah. of the design and the colors. And, um, just an awesome shirt. That's probably my favorite wrestling shirt right now. I thought, I thought of one that's an iconic design, the Cactus Jack Wanted poster. Oh, dude, that now see that's one that I would I wouldn't mind wearing because they homage re, redid that. Did they? Yeah. That's a really cool shirt. I think the only change is they put on their Wanted Dead or Alive when the original just says Wanted Dead. Okay, you know? but yeah. yeah, I mean, great logo shirt. I Absolutely. Thought. And who doesn't like who doesn't like Cactus Jack? Um, we got another question from uh, from the Doing the Favor podcast over there. Okay. If each of you could wrestle in any era for any promotion, money is not a factor, where would it be and why? I can answer that. Japan. That's it. Noah, New Japan, I don't care. What era? Right now. Current? Well, I mean, when I was still wrestling, I guess. Well, I mean, but like you would you would want to go up against the current guys. Uh no, I mean, not, I not necessarily kind of not necessarily the current guys, just Is that is that kind of what he's asking though? Like I, I what I, era? I think so. Era for any promotion. So, I mean. So, okay, what era of New Japan would you want to wrestle in? And it's hard for me to choose another era because I can't. It's not a fantasy for me. I did wrestle over there, I guess. Right, right. I would have to say when I was there. you know, Like, like stick around five there. Five years ago yeah. And just have a run there. Like honestly. if you would have stuck around for the last five years. And I love Japan simply because when you're there, it's like a big deal. But when you're home. No one knew about it really. Man, that's not a, the not the average person anyway. That's a good point. You know, it might be different now. Like I remember Carl Anderson used to say, like he'd go to the gym. Guys, but man, I haven't seen you in like a month. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, he's been in Japan. Like yeah. kind of anonymous at home. Yeah. You know, which is not a bad thing. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. When you think about it like that. Yeah. So what about you? Uh for me, I I would say I don't, you know, man, that's, that's hard for me. Cause I, I feel like I would want to, I, I think I would want to be 95 WWF. Oh, like gimmick. Yeah. Centric. Yep. 
But I would want like the goon and I, gobbled and uh, I would want to be I'd want to be one of the ones that had a good gimmick. You oh, yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I would good luck. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I'd, I'd want to be one of the lucky few like a Razor Ramon or something like that that had a good gimmick. That was like they were actually pushing a little bit. That way I could fight all the all the goofy gimmicks because that I wouldn't want to be the goofy gimmick. Sure. I'd want to be able to get in the ring and fight the goofy gimmicks because that would be so much fun to me. It would also be nice to be the Razor Ramon when they bring in Mantar and be like, okay, well, this guy ain't taking my spot. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yes. It's not like you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, but like I, I just being able to wrestle because, you know, you never saw like the goon and Mantar wrestle each other. You know right, what I mean? Like right. it was always they were the squash guys. And I think that was kind of on purpose. Well, of course. To, to a degree where it's like give this. So he's not just, you know. What, whatever the goon drill name is, I can't think of right now, but uh, Bill Irwin, I think. Yeah. It's not, hey, it's it's Bill Irwin, the hockey guy. No, it's the goon. Right. He has an elite out now. I don't know if you've seen that. Does he? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I've uh, got a question from uh, good old Dobro. Okay. I'd like to know when Bill Benis is going to be sending those PHPW royalty checks. I can always settle for a lime green Mercedes Benz as my payment. With some smiley faces so the um <clears throat> from what i understand bill spent all the money you know we'll we'll, uh, we'll kind of talk about that uh, towards the end of the episode but bill i guess we'll go ahead and talk about it now bill spent all the money phpw's broke big shocker there yeah uh, i mean he's had the company since december breaker we two months had, we haven't had any shows though exactly we shouldn't be broke yeah there should still be well, I mean, I an think insane it's amount of money ironic that he has not ran any shows and the company's broke. Almost like he took the man money and ran, or or someone ran it into the ground and then lost the company. Breaker, you had access to the accounts. You know how much money was in that account. I lost my access, pal. Well, that's not my fault. I could have given you the pin. No, I mean, like when you lost, yeah. The, yeah well, I mean, okay, but and before then, course, that, and then you lost. Then. Before that, you had access to the account you know how much money was in there the same amount of money was in there a month later when i lost it so the money's gone so what does that mean for the future of phpw then well uh, he's gonna try to figure out a way you know we also have the uh the credit card that is you know unlimited no limit on the on the credit card oh, that's not a bad idea at all. and and so i i said hey why don't you just you can use that i guess but he's already spent insane amount of money on that you mm -hmm. know what i mean he's just this was a bad idea you know oh, what yeah. i mean like he shouldn't have he shouldn't have taken control of the company uh so dobro good luck on the check uh the royalty checks uh basically saying don't hold your breath don't hold your breath and, and that mercedes-benz probably not gonna happen well that's bill's mercedes he's not gonna give it up um I like he, green. I bet that's sharp. It's a, uh, it's ugly as sin. Yeah. I mean, ugly. It's it stands out though, right? It stands out. It's very Venusy. Yeah. It's, it stands out like a, like a, like a sore thumb, but I mean, it's a, uh, it's ugly. I don't think you want that Dobro. I could see that for sure. Uh, we got uh, another question here from, uh, from Dobro. Who are your all time favorite male and female wrestlers? See, the, the male is harder than the female. Yeah, honestly, the female is harder for the male because no one stands out as like a favorite to me. Oh, for me, it does. Who's that? Oscar. Uh, Oscar, all time yeah. favorite. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, she's definitely good. Uh, well, and I, I say that for the fact that you know, before the generation, like five or six years ago, 
and no no offense, I didn't feel like any of the women could actually wrestle. No, like, you're right. And so there's maybe like a like a Beth Phoenix or someone. Right, right. And she's amazing. I love Beth Phoenix. And uh, you know, uh, but it was it was also a time where you didn't get to see if they could wrestle too. Right. Now you know we can. Oscar is the one that's always stood out to me. And so like I don't know, she's my favorite. Medusa's probably yeah super close. I, I would say her ahead of Oscar simply because she was very much like the uh, crown jewel of that division. Yeah, in those in that era. Yeah, because honestly, my main time of watching wrestling it wasn't there wasn't a lot of women as far as in ring. Well, it was Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano. Right, you know what I mean. Right, exactly. And so there just wasn't a lot happening there. So that w- that would be hard. As far as male wrestler, that's even harder because mm-hmm. I can sit there and be like, well, Bret Hart's my favorite, and here's why. Then I watch somebody like Razor, and I'm like, man. Damn, Razor was good. Oh, damn, Sean was good. Yeah, and, and it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint how someone is your favorite or not. I mean, I feel like there's well, and I feel like there's different reasons why one would be your favorite. Like for me, I feel like I feel like Edge is my favorite storyteller of all time. Sure, um, but then again, there's also moments of like Shawn Michaels where I feel like he's a better storyteller. Sure, but it's it's just kind of moments where it's really hard for me to pick just one. Like I don't. Like I think Bret Hart was one of the greatest technical wrestlers, but like I like it's it's always been kind of hard for me to care about his matches. Mm. I think the only one that I really there was only like two or three that I can think of that I really cared about. One was Bret and Owen when Owen won with the roll up, uh, and that was what WrestleMania nine ten. ten. One of my favorite matches of all time. A fantastic match, and then like the uh, Bret and Stone Cold at thirteen. But like, but I mean, I think Bret the thing with him that makes him good is. He has a lot of great matches over the years mm-hmm. and not, I don't recall any like stinkers. No, no. Yeah. He's, that's what I'm saying. Like he, one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. I mean, it, even if you gave him a goofy, like I remember that one paper you wrestled like John Pierre Lafitte, you know, yeah. for the jacket. And that was a good match. It's like he always consistently produced. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to, it's, I still got to go back. I feel like I got to go back to Stone Cold, right? Like, mm-hmm. just because he's probably always been the most entertaining to me. Yeah. You know, at the same time. Well, and I think he has so many iconic moments mm-hmm. over the years. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting because when, you, when you're thinking about, like, your all-time favorite, it's like... Doesn't necessarily mean he's the best. Right. But, I mean, your favorite can be over, like... I don't know. I look at wrestling today. Like, if I look at the, the current roster, and it would be very easy to say, like, oh, AJ Styles is the best guy on that roster. Right. But see my favorite? I don't know. You yeah, know? he wouldn't be my favorite. Right. But and, he's the best. Right. And that's and that's where it's it's sometimes it's hard because like if I start watching a lot of Mr. Perfect, I'm like, damn, I yeah. love Mr. Perfect. Yeah. He's so good. Is he my favorite? No, but he's amazing. Yeah. So and no, it all depends upon your mood, I think. But then you know, I'll I'll watch like when Bobby Eaton died, I watched a couple of Bobby Eaton matches, like, my God, this guy's amazing. Right. He'll never get recognition for how good he was. Right. But it's like but then I I go to fantasy booking. I'm like, man, what if they did Bobby Eaton and Bret Hart? How good how good would that match be? Yeah. What if they did the Midnight Express versus the Hart Foundation? Oh my God, that would be incredible. Like you, I start kind of going in that route, I guess. But yeah. But then you know, like I love Doctor Death because I love his intensity. Yeah. You know, I, I I look at wrestlers for different things. I love intensity. I love um, storytelling. I love technical ability. I, I love um, guys that can uh, throw in the misdirection. You know. 
Well, then I'd love, I just love big guys too. You know what I mean? Like I've always been a huge fan of like the Vaders and and Sids, you know, even though they're not necessarily the best guys in the world as far as Mm -hmm. in ring, but I just, something about them. I just love. But then like, look at a guy like Jericho, like how, how long he's lasted and is still producing good stuff. Yeah. Mike in ring, Mm -hmm. everything like his, is very consistent over the years. Not many people can say that there's been moments in AEW where you've seen that kind of slip where it's like, he's not as good as he was, but Mm -hmm. he's still very, very Still good. better than most. Right. Yeah. But then it's not, another time I, I look at Cody Rhodes and I think a lot of what he does is good. Yeah. But then I see a lot of what he does. I'm like, that is not good at all. Right. You know, a friend of mine, Daniel Cross, hates Cody. And he'll kind of tell me all the points of why he doesn't like him. And I'm like, damn, you kind of have a point. You know, so it's yeah. it's it's interesting. I don't know. Like, but then I'll watch like current nine or 93 era Scott Steiner, how incredible he was. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, to pinpoint anybody. All I know is when. I read the question. The first guy I thought of was Bret Hart. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, the first guy was Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. And we got another question from Dobro. Dobro's killing it with the questions. He is. I would like to know your guys' favorite toy line as kids and how about as adults? Okay. At kids, it's easy for me. WWF Hasbro. Yeah. I think mine was a toss up between that or the Turtles. Okay. Um, although I had more LJNs than uh, Hasbro's, but they those were... Um, those were hand-me-downs. Yeah. You know. Um, LJN's never really, and I think it's also an era thing. I know Jeff and Scott like those more, and I think it's because they're a little bit older than us. Mm-hmm. Hasbro's, I remember getting at the store. LJN's were all hand-me-down, like you yeah. said. Mine were all scuffed up and beat up. Yep. And Hasbro's, I remember the bright cards. And, oh, yeah. You know, just the, I, I remember specifically the commercials. Getting, getting an Ultimate Warrior for uh, my birthday one year. And it was at a McDonald's, and it was like the most exciting birthday I ever had in my life, dude. Yeah, yeah. At the Ultimate Warrior Hasbro, yeah, yeah, so good. Which which one was it? Do you remember? I think it was on the green trunks. Okay, the spring action. I think that's the one it was. So oddly enough, I had a birthday around. This is probably ninety, I would bet. Hasbro's were hitting; mm-hmm. they were real popular. Yeah, and for that birthday, I remember getting six Hasbro's. No, I'm sorry. I got five Hasbro's. I got a pillow buddy. Yeah, and the Hasbro ring. Nice. That's a birthday haul, dude. Oh yeah. I mean, like, and that was in that year. I got Hogan and Warrior. So Hasbro's. I, I have. I still have the Ultimate Warrior uh, wrestling buddy. Nice. Um, that's worth some money now. Yeah, it's my. Well, it's beat up because I, you know, wrestled it. Of course. Um, but, but I, the. Growing up, I didn't realize how many there were. You know what I mean? Buddies. Yeah, because we never really went shopping. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't, I didn't know that there was like Million Dollar Man. I didn't know there was a Mister Perfect. I didn't know that there was freaking Legion of Doom. There was not Mister Perfect. There wasn't Mister Perfect. Okay, Perfect. Macho, whoever, Macho Man, Legion of Doom. So, um, I actually had Legion of Doom as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they were lucky I, bastard. Yeah, I think I got them because they were Toys R Us exclusive. Well, when I was young, my sister had a really bad ear problems. Mm-hmm. And had to go to like the emergency room for it. And I was, you know, I was five. So I remember staying with my grandparents. And because I didn't want to stay there, my parents bought me the Legion of Doom pillow buddies. I do distinctly remember that. And those are worth a ton of money now, which I yeah. still had them. But they, they they only made a few. But I remember the commercial. The kids are wrestling in the bed. Yeah. And they tied up clothes to make it look like a ring. Yeah. And I remember as a kid thinking, I want the bed ring. I thought that was a real bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I did too. And I remember a kid at school was like, oh, yeah, I've got that. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could find you now, Andy, because I remember your name. You lying <laughs> son of a bitch. I know it doesn't exist. What's his last name? I don't remember. 
Because I was like, if it's the same Andy, I know that son of a bitch, yeah, too. We're going to find you, or we're going to kick your ass. And if it's the same Andy, he's a lawyer, so we probably ought to back down Okay, a well, bit. maybe not. Probably back down yeah, a He's I'll, way I'll, more successful than we are, pal. Apparently, we have anger issues, and I'll contact <laughs> you after I get charged with assault. It's the uh, 36-year-old blood pressure acting up. <laughs> anyway, that's a fun little start to the show, but let's dive into some wrestling talk here. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. How cool would that be for your dad to run the biggest wrestling company in the world? You get to come in and be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, and then very quickly and swiftly removed from your job. You know what? I guess there goes the money. Yeah, there goes the money. I think uh I think that would make uh you know Thanksgiving Christmas very awkward, you know? So what'd you think about this? Shaming man, we we talked about it last week. He was in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It didn't really seem like important for him to be there, you know, like it is what it is. But he was there. Apparently, there were some issues with how he wanted to structure said Rumble match kind of around himself. Apparently, there was talk that he wanted to run the gauntlet and be number one. Yeah. That got shot down. And so anyway. Um, Can't imagine why. Right. And then, uh, you know, obviously, Vince more or less fired him, I guess. Which, let's be honest, this isn't the first time Shane McMahon has not been a part of WWE. Right. Because he just recently came back up, like, what, 2016? Yeah. So. I remember, and that was a big moment when he came back. It was a big moment. Because he had been gone so long. Mm-hmm. And the, and it's one of those things, like, uh, why you would think it would be okay to fire your son is beyond me. But then again, like, maybe don't have your freaking son work for you in the first place. You know what I mean? Shane McMahon is not an idiot. No. So for him to like outright fire the guy is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, it, it's definitely a weird thing. There's got to be more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, but okay, because there was issues with how the rumble went down, why not just be like, "Hey, man, you take a step back for a while." But here's the thing: because when's the last time he was on TV? It's been a year, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. Unless he produced that entire match, his one spot isn't the reason why that rumble sucked. They say he had a hand in producing it, but I don't know how much he actually did. I, you know, I, but the rumble is the biggest match of the year. Right? But also, too, like he, I don't know if he booked the talent for it. That's what I'm saying. Like rumble is the biggest match of the year. To say that Vince McMahon doesn't have a hand in that and know what the hell's going on, of course, is freaking asinine. Yeah. So I, I mean. Just because Shane McMahon might have helped produce like how things went down, I guarantee you Vince was the one that booked who was in it. Sure, you know, and so it it's it's kind of one of those things where I feel like Shane McMahon was kind of the fall guy for something. Yeah, I think you're right, and I uh, don't think I don't think the uh, shit show that was the Rumble is his fault by any means. No, but. It is kind of interesting how you can kind of get blamed for something just because you're involved with it, right? I mean, oh yeah, I don't know, but this this leads to our next topic, and I didn't want to jump into it this quickly, but I think this kind of go, coincides. 
The Forbidden Door, Wednesday on Dynamite. People are thinking it's going to be Shane McMahon. What do you think about that? I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you really think it'll be Shane, though? I don't, but I would love it. Who do you think it'll be? I, it's one of those things. Tony Khan is hyping the hell out of it, so it's got to be somebody big. If it's not Bray Wyatt caliber, then it doesn't matter to me. Really? What about Keith Lee? doesn't matter to me. No? No, because I mean, Keith Lee's expected. Sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Um, it, Bray Wyatt is not, because Bray Wyatt could do one of two things, and that is go back and run his fiend shit again, or kind of do what he's kind of halfway doing now and get into movies. Yeah. He doesn't, he really doesn't need to wrestle anymore if he doesn't want to. I mean, the guy's a freaking superstar. Sure. Um, no, you're right. I mean, like, they, my God, they could find someone who made a whole movie about that character. Yes. Call it something else. Yes. Mask, you know? Um, <clears throat> so he, he mentioned that Wednesday, what they're having is it's that ladder match, like the face of the revolution ladder match. They did this last year where they had the big brass ring, you know, yeah, up there. And uh, it's a qualifying match. It's Isaiah Cassidy from private party mm-hmm. versus a mystery opponent. Tony Khan gave Isaiah Cassidy the match due to his match with Sammy Guevara on rampage. Okay. He really stepped up, which I'm like, Hey, good for him. Yeah. You know, good for him giving opportunities to guys that, because the private party has been there since day one. Absolutely. And I didn't know who they were when they signed. So good yeah. on them for making names for themselves. Yeah. I think that's amazing. But if he's announcing this, it's got to be somebody big, right? To some degree. It has to be. And I, I feel like Keith Lee would be a disappointment. Not that Keith Lee isn't amazing and deserves a solid spot. But Keith Lee's expected. Like I said, I mean, I just, I feel like it has to be somebody that's not expected. Now, if, if he's saying. But he's also saying it's a free agent. So is that a forbidden door? It's not a forbidden door. I mean, unless it's one of those things. I, I'm not in the wrestling business, so I don't make the rules of the terminology. Okay. Stop. Bill, come in here. Bill Venus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we need an 18 year veteran. You guys yeah. need me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Uh, well, my, my point is this, if it's a free agent, it's not a forbidden door, right? Right. No, this, it's not. this new terminology, the quote unquote forbidden door, yeah. which I've taken as someone from another company coming in, right? Someone who currently works for impact. Now that he's saying this person is a free agent coming through the forbidden door and will sign with AEW mm-hmm. and then slam the door. That was, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what his tweet said. So it's a new signee. Someone's coming into the company. So, but, but that's not a forbidden door if it's free agent. That's what I, that's, that's my point. It's not like, but I think he's using a buzzword yes. to get the internet stirred up. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Roman Reigns constantly saying, moving the needle. It's right. like somebody said that one time and people are running with it. Right. He has a shirt that says needle mover. Yeah. He? And it's like, ugh. yeah, yeah. It's cringy. These buzzwords are dumb. Yeah. So you're, you're saying if it's not Bray Wyatt, it's not that big a deal because you know, Keith Lee, Kerry and Cross come to mind. Yes. Jeff Hardy comes to mind. I don't know if he's quite a free agent yet. I don't think that he is. But all of those are expected. Right. And Do I you know who's that. not expected? Samoa Joe. Is he off his 90-day non-compete yet? Was he even on a... Oh, yeah. Well, because he was, he was an XT champion. Yep. So, I don't know. Um, I... I feel like it's pretty close if not now he would be a big deal yeah he would be a big deal i agree um but again it's not i feel like he's also kind of expected though you know what i mean like well but i mean everybody's expected right i mean that's the problem is so 
I and I saw someone tweet out it's like don't get your hopes up for something because then you'll be disappointed and I mean like yeah that's the problem like because we want because I mean here's the thing a lot of people have debuted recently where there has been no hype for them at all right like uh, Dan Housen had no hype that he was coming in we all kind of thought he was yeah, but he just literally shows up under the ring curses yeah. Adam Cole right yeah Brody King just shows up out of nowhere yeah I think the Briscoes will show up eventually um so. I think it's a it's a cool thing that someone's coming in with some hype, but yeah, if it's not if it's not done right, this might not go as well as they're thinking. Yeah, well, and and the only reason why I say these guys are expected is because I I felt like Bray Wyatt was expected like six months ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like he never showed up. So well, to be fair, he might have like wanted to get a character in order. Yeah, you know, like, well, may- maybe because he's probably going to need a new mask, some new gear, mm-hmm. and he's probably not going to be called the Fiend, right? And he won't be called Bray Wyatt, but he can come up with something. Yeah, and that—that's my assumption. Again, I have no clue. Yeah, and so, but but at the same time, like the fact that he hasn't shown up yet, you've kind of like lost hope a little bit. Sure, you know, it's it's kind of like you know the seven year you know. Uh, trend of CM Punk being gone because we all thought he was going to be there on that first pay per view, right? And he was well, but I mean, even before AEW, it's like we all kept holding out hope that eventually he'd come back. And it's like you kind of got to a point where it's like, well, he's just done. Yeah, you know what I mean. So but he does come back, and it's the biggest deal in the world, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of the similar thing with the Fiend. I'm I, I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, he's probably just done, you know. And so I don't know. I think with him, it would it would probably be the biggest deal if it was him. It would be or Shane, I think. If it was Shane, that that would overshadow Bray Wyatt. But do you think? I mean, I think Shane. The thing, the, the big difference between him and Vince is, I do think Shane has his finger on the pulse a lot more than Vince does. Yeah, because like Vince is too busy checking his pulse to have right. his finger on the pulse. <laughs> so I could see Shane. And you know, this is just coming from other interviews I've heard. I, I've heard Paul Heyman talk about Shane was like. He wanted to do ECW back in 06 as like a streaming only thing. Yeah. Because at that time, no one was thinking that. But look where we are now. Yeah. Streaming is a huge deal. So yeah. he was ahead of the curve. So I could see. Well, sh- and he, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one that brought pay-per-view over like China and stuff like that. Like, yeah. dude, dude's a genius. Well, and my, my point is, I think Shane sees a trend happening right. quicker than Vince. And Shane's also like 50 years old. He's not a young guy by that. No, but he's way younger than Vince. Right. And like, I think. I well, think, he's got he wears he wears Jordans, you know. I mean, he's more trendy. But it get it gets to a point where when you're Vince McMahon, it gets to a point like if you don't want to give up your seat, fine. But you have to have people in place that are willing to tell you what needs to change for the better. Well, I my my point is, I could see Shane looking at AEW and being like, okay, this is where it's at. It's cool. Yes, that's why it's better. Yes, it's not the is it the talent could be, is it the money that could be. But it can't it can't necessarily be the talent because half the talent came from them. Well, right. But <laughs> but a lot of talent are taking very, very good contracts and being like, no. Right. I am gonna be a free agent. Really? Right. You wanna just leave like money on the table? I'm gonna go here and hope for the best. Yeah. You can't tell me that there's not I know Adam Cole act like, oh no, I love my time there, but not enough to stay. <laughs> And well, not enough to continue it. And I, I still think with Adam Cole and guys like like Adam Cole, it was one of those things like you saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, you knew it, things were going to change. Right, and it was going to get especially, dramatically worse, especially with some of the pitches that we heard. Yes. Well, and I, I also, I kind of wonder, and this is just pure speculation, was Shane maybe saying to Vince like, "AEW's cool. We need that. Here's what yeah. we need to do." And Vince is like, "Do 
damn it, yeah, yeah. fired. Well, I mean, yeah. would you, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. I mean, I, 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 if I think uh, Vince and Shane look at the company in two different ways too. I think Shane probably, and this is just speaking out of my ass because we don't know, but like I think Shane probably looks at it as like this is my family business. Yeah. And I want to see it continue to succeed. And to do that, we have to do things and trend in the right direction. Whereas Vince, I think Vince look at it as like, I don't give a shit. We got to keep the stockholders happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, look at the attitude era. Would that have ever happened if WCW hadn't started beating them? No, it would have still been like 98. We'd have still been goofy gimmicks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Stone Cold would probably never have gotten out of the ringmaster gimmick. No, he had probably like, they had probably never given him promo time. Yeah. You know, he's working superstar shows and, mm -hmm. you know, TV tapings and stuff like that. But ultimately, Hulk Hogan would probably be on his 20th title run by now. Right. I mean, ultimately, the business shifted in that time yeah. because it had to. Yeah. And I think right now we're at that point where the business needs to shift, but it hasn't. And well, that's the problem. It needs to, but like, it's, it's not like dire, it's not like a dire need just yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not one quarter away from the doors shutting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, whereas I think they were pretty damn close to shutting the doors at one point in the Attitude Era. Well, what what I don't get, and I and maybe I'm wrong here, but I I look at okay, you're a business owner, right? You've said with Beard Balm, the tobacco is not really your thing. Yeah, but you realize there's a demand for it, so you made it. Yes, and people like it. Yeah, it's not always about what you want. There's a lot of things that I make that I'm like, this is not for me. Right, but people seem to dig it. Yeah, so you hear requests, people want it. Mm -hmm. Other companies sell something similar. Like, okay, maybe there's a market there. All the just. Just a heads up, all those woodsy scents, don't like them. Right. But, like, people dig them, so I exactly. make them. Yeah. Exactly. My point is, how do you pitch a guy like you're going to be the goon or you're going to be Duke the Dumpster or you're yeah. going to be who? Yeah. And, like, you know, Man Mountain Rock. Like, these guys aren't main eventing WrestleMania. Right. So you're a guy who's spending millions of dollars on TV time and production and all this other stuff. Why? Yeah. Like, I mean, because I've people have theorized over the years that Vince does stuff sometimes to just humiliate people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally see that. And that's a very, very strange way of thinking, right? Like, he did a whole like 10 minute segment of pulling stuff out of JR's ass when he had colon cancer. I, st I still think of the, the one that always comes to my head when people talk about this is when uh, he had Trish Stratus in her bra and panties crawling around barking like a dog. Right. I'm like, there's no other reason for that other than to hum humiliate her. Well, yeah, right? Because it's not that... Storyline be damned. Like, there's no other reason for that to actually happen on live TV. But it's not even entertaining. It's not. It's not. There's, I mean, it's even, degrading and disgusting. At that point, I remember watching that thinking, like, what is this? Yeah. You know, like, this Even is, back then, it was too much. Right. It's yeah. just like... And then, of course, like, she had said, oh, no, I was okay with it because I was going to get my revenge. And she kicked Vince in the nuts or slapped him and, you know, all that. But it's like, that's not... Yeah. That's not revenge. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, it was described to me in the wrestling business one time. People talked about how when you, when you work, you have to put your emotions how they would be in real life. So yeah. if someone came up to you in a bar and threw a beer in your face. Yeah. Do you grab a beer and just throw it back into their face? I'm like, no, we're even. Yeah. No. Yeah. You throw their ass over the bar. You beat the piss out of them and you throw them out the glass door. Yeah. That's your revenge. And I was yeah. like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Because. You're going to be so pissed that they were so ballsy to do this. Mm -hmm. You are not ever going to let them forget what you did in return. So if yeah. 
a man who owns a multi-million dollar company has you crawling on your hands and knees in front of a 20,000 seat arena plus millions at home mm-hmm. barking like a dog in your undies. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not going to slap him and call it good. Yeah. No, you're not going to kick him in the nuts. You're going to chop his nuts off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, I think at this point there's the biggest thing that needs to, to take away from what has happening with these two companies. One of them is exciting. One of them is not mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, and I know you're a jaded fan, but do you not agree with that statement? I think AEW is way more exciting than WWE. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think either one of them are exciting. Sure. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's there's, there's exciting moments in AEW, but like for me to sit through an entire show was pretty hard. Well, and, and I can agree with that. Granted, I don't watch full shows cause I don't have yeah. cable, but I know from my personal experience, they do stuff that intrigues me a whole lot more than WWE. Yes. Like I don't even like I literally would go to AEW's Twitter account and look at some of the clips to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Brody King debuted. Oh, that's cool. They did this. Oh, that's yeah. cool. They did that. I like how they're using this guy. I like how they're using that guy or whatever. I don't know what the hell's going on in WWE. Though. Right. I don't even bother to look at the clips. Yeah. Sometimes I see them accidentally, but I don't even care. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know uh, apparently Goldberg showed back up. And oh, yeah. He's either challenging Roman Reigns or I guess there's a, an elimination chamber happening in Saudi. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg's got to make that Saudi money. Yeah. And, and is that his last match? Well, I mean, supposedly, I, I've heard that they, I don't know how his contract is. He said he had two matches a year. Um, he or has, he's got two more. Yeah. Well, they said he has two matches a year for like three years, I think. And I think last year he actually did three. So they, they kind of wonder if this is number four and he's good. I don't, but I don't know. And they may have renegotiated something. They might. Cause I think, didn't he do a match with Lashley and Saudi last year? He did do a match with Lashley. I can't remember. Well, he did the SummerSlam match, and that was in Vegas. Yeah. And then he did one, like, didn't they do a Saudi show last fall? Maybe. I thought they did. I thought that was their first one back. I mean, I could be they wrong. They might I have. I don't. Like Crown Jewel or whatever? Yeah, they might have. But this is, like, actually the actual Elimination Chamber pay-per-view yeah. happening in Saudi this year. That's, like, that's weird that they're just taking one of their regular events over there. Making it just a pay-per-view over there? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of strange to me. Oh, it is. Um, but again, I, a big complaint I've had on WWE is we don't need more content. So yeah. for the month of February, we don't need two pay-per-views. So yeah. I think this is a smarter strategy. Yeah. But again, I don't I don't really care. I'm glad that they're getting to do the match because I know they planned to do it in 2020 and it didn't happen. So now it's like, okay, well, they can do that. If that's Goldberg's last match, hopefully it's a good one and he can ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. But um, I... I just I don't care. I don't know what's going on with Raw. From what I understand, Biggie's getting kind of a shit treatment now that he's not champion. Yeah, he was eliminated very abruptly from the Rumble. I remember that. Not not abruptly, but it was just like there was no no story, no, no build. Biggie's thrown out. Yeah. You know, there was no like because I mean honestly, he I thought he could have won it. I think he. Oh, I think he should have been Final Four. Yeah. The problem with the problem with the Rumble is like every year you kind of look at like their Final Four is like these are the guys are pushing right now. Sure. Whereas this year it was like, didn't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it was just Brock Lesnar tossing everybody out. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Uh, one more quick thing we'll, we'll we'll touch on here. Brian Kendrick made a lot of headway this week. He leaves WWE. He is announced for Dynamite against mm-hmm. John Moxley, and then the day of the show he's pulled because some comments came out about him. I guess talking about some over-the-top conspiracy theories, and uh, Tony Khan made the decision to pull him from the show. 
Kendrick issued a an apology. Um, apparently, these comments were from like 2011, so they were from a long time ago, but had a lot to do with um, the main one was, I think, the, the Holocaust and maybe him being what they call a Holocaust denier, which I, I did some research because I didn't really know. I'm like, did he not believe that that happened? What it is is he didn't believe the numbers that were reported and that it was a lot less supposedly than it was, which mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never heard that conspiracy theory before, and I'm I like conspiracy theories as entertainment. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, like, I, there's a guy in my work that used to believe lizard people that there was like a, a lizard people race. I, can, I think that's plausible though. I'm just, but it, I'm but just saying. But I looked at it as entertainment. I right. didn't be like, oh, dude, you're totally onto something. You know what I mean? Come on, yeah. like, I, I didn't. It is entertainment. Yeah. Well, and like he he brought up like cave paintings. He's like, think about the cave paintings in Egypt. Like they have these really tall giant lizard people. I think they were ruling the earth. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. But I never took it as like, dude, you're onto something. Right. I'm gonna research this. It's a it's a conspiracy theory. Right. I listen to conspiracy theory podcasts, but it's not about stuff that's like serious. I, I my, love conspiracy theories. Right. Like I, I listened to that theories of the third kind. Okay. She plugged for them. They did one which I thought was super entertaining, where I guess in this town years ago, this stuff rained down. Yeah. And it was a blob. It was gelatinous. Okay. It, it came down like rain in this one town. And I guess they said a cop it hit his windshield, so he puts his wipers on, but it smears the windshield. Like, what the fuck was that? Bird shit. But it was clear. <laughs> I mean, but it's clear. Like, and it's all over the town. Right, right. But it, like they said, it was like a bubble, and it would like splatter. Weird. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And so, they, of course, they start throwing a giant out. flock of geese, aliens, and everything right. else. And they they eliminated the fact that it couldn't have been an airplane dropping the poo at you know like oh, Joe God. Dirt style. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like that's not a harmful conspiracy no. theory. And so I think there's my favorite conspiracy theory though. I know we're getting off track here, but like my favorite conspiracy theory is the fact that we live in a sim simulation. Sure, that's my favorite one of all. Like the Matrix. We're like the Sims. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we're just, somebody's just playing us as a video game. Yeah. You know sure. What I mean, and, but again, it's a conspiracy. Like I, I heard another conspiracy theory. I saw this on TikTok, where this kid was at a party at a college party, mm-hmm. wreck, a little bit drunk, but not intoxicated. They said, wrecks his car, calls his parents. Hey, my car's stuck in a ditch. Okay. Where are you at? We're going to come get you. Yeah. And so they, he tells them where he thinks he's at. This mm-hmm. is like, Oh, 2013, I think they said something like that. They, you know, are having trouble finding him. He's flashing his lights. They said he's on his phone and he goes, Oh shit. And they've never seen him since. No, I'm sorry. It was like 2006. It's been like 15 years. Weird. And he just disappeared. So their thought was like, did he get abducted by an alien? Because what made him say, Oh shit. And the fact that they never, they found his phone. Yeah. Found his car. They found no trace of him whatsoever. Weird. Yeah, and so... Probably got eaten. Well, I mean, that's one of those things. That's why it's a conspiracy theory, because yeah. you don't have an answer. But to be like, oh, it's aliens, I know it. You don't know that. Like, I would love, 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 love to get abducted by aliens. I think I, that shit would be cool. I don't think it's going to be as fun as you think. Why wouldn't it be? Because you don't know what to expect. Only thing we know, only thing we base it off is what we see on like sci-fi stuff. Worst case scenario, I die. No, it could be a lot worse than that. Worst case scenario, they like impregnate you with alien juices and you become a living alien. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a party to me. Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I think it's our, our 
thought process of what aliens could be is probably nothing like what it really is yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And so I think, do I believe in aliens? Not necessarily, but I think we'd be naive to believe that they don't exist to some degree. Well, I, I think like ghosts, right? I think we're, we would be naive to think that in the entire infinite universe that's expanding on a constant basis, that we are the only living beings that are, uh, have, have functioning brains right. like we do. Right. I think, I think we would be naive to think that. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, but back to Brian Kendrick, um, it sucks for him, you know, to get to lose that spot the day of the show. Um, I think he'll be back, though. He'll be back. Do you th- but I mean, I think it's it's funny because obviously we live in a world where it's like everybody's real angry mm-hmm. for a few days. And then like I haven't heard his name brought up in a week now. Yeah. You know, I think it's died down. He's apologized for it. And, you know, at the end of the day, if Hogan can go back to WWE, I think that this is OK, too. Well, my, my opinion. And, and my my whole thing is. We cannot change who we were over a decade ago, right? Because this happened 2011, right? That's what that's what they said. I didn't. I don't know. That was 11 years ago. But like, someone also mentioned that this was like a character. He was a conspiracy theory character. He was trying to do okay, kind of like Sami Zayn, right? right? All about. And that was that was when he was outside of the WWE, right? Right. So so he could have been pushing the limits a little bit, right? But like, and not and not finding things that like, well, you know. My grandpa fought in World War II. Right. So I'm pretty sure first, I mean, I didn't talk to him a lot about it, but anything he ever said, like, he saw some shit. Yeah. That's what I'm So, I mean, like, I'm not going to sit there and say, like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen. Right. Obviously, it did. You know? Well, it's it's one of those things. We can't change who we were over a decade ago. But the important thing is, like, now in the present, in your present self, don't be fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. That's just it. I think what it comes down to is just be smart and don't put stuff out there that you think might, you might regret. And honestly, we all do. Right. I mean, who here has looked at their Facebook and had a time hop and cringed, right? We've all been there. I'm sure. That's why one of the reasons I quit getting on there. Well, I mean, I know Jason Wolf straight up said like, that's why I created a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing stuff. I, I did five years ago. I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. You know, we all do it. I mean, I'm dude, I'm sure on my Twitter page. Cause my, my Twitter was probably, I think started, I was 21 maybe 22 when I started Twitter. I started it when it first happened, whenever that was. Yeah. I'm sure there's some dumb shit on my first few posts. Yeah. So it was just, I don't know. Well, I know one of Billy Gunn's kids got in trouble a while back because he was dropping the N word on Twitter. Really? Yeah. And he issued an apology before I think it got to where it was even public knowledge. And that's the last I heard of it. So it is what it is, right? People will move on. People will do and say stupid stuff. That's, the nature of our world. I, I will say this though. If you're not a black person, stop saying the N word. Yeah. Just stop. Holy shit. Just stop. You don't need to say it. Yeah. Does anyone need to say it though? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but no, if but we eliminate the, the word time, from, from vocabulary, maybe it's not a prevalent thing anymore. But at the same time, like I can't, we can't tell black people not to say it. Right. And I'm not telling, but again, it's it's such a controversial word like just don't say it right that that's my thought you know right i don't know it is what it is i but guess at the moment just white people just stop saying it period yeah i don't know and people get in trouble for stupid stuff all the time look at james gunn right fired him from guardians of the galaxy so he goes and makes the suicide squad and then comes back and he's now doing guardians of the galaxy anyway yeah like 
for some stupid tweets he made 10 years ago. Now he's doing Peacemaker, one of the greatest damn shows ever. That's what everyone says. I haven't seen it yet. You still haven't watched it? My God. I haven't watched Suicide Squad. I need to catch up. My God, you were missing out. So much on there. Anyway, we got some uh, movie and TV talk. Why Why don't you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Wake Up and Bait at the Movies, yeah. This is Wake Up and Bait at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Some news. Uh, Disney Plus is has announced a new live-action Goosebumps series will be coming to the service. Awesome. It's going to be a more more of a, a series than what it was back in the 90s, which are just individual stories based off of the books. So yeah. I think it's kind of a fun idea. I think it's a great idea. I think uh, that'll be uh, pretty cool. Disney Plus, I feel like, got off to a really rocky start because of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And... Like just a lot of new stuff didn't hit, and now they're to me they're really fleshing it out. A lot of new stuff's hitting. Yeah, Moon Knight's coming out. I think uh, this month. I think is it end of February? Maybe something like that. I think it's going to be phenomenal. It's February or March, maybe. But I've been catching up on the Book of Boba Fett, and I've heard a lot of people said that was really slow at first, but it's really damn good now, dude. There's this new Wookie that you know uh, a Wookie is what Chewbacca's character is. Sure, if you're not familiar. And I can't remember his name. I had to look it up, but he's basically, he's not brown like Chewbacca was. He's like black. Yeah. And he's got like some gray streaks in kinda his like face. A, is he like popular like the Baby Yoda? Do what? Is he popular kind of like how Baby Yoda got real popular? Uh, oddly enough, I'd never heard anything about this character. Um, but like he is, dude, he's a beast. He showed up uh, in this one episode and just kind of had a little cameo and like gave me like an oh shit moment because I had never even seen another Wookiee in the Star Wars universe besides Chewie. And and then showed up in like an episode a couple of episodes later, just beat the shit out of so many people. And I was like, man, this dude's badass. That's awesome. He's like, I guess they hired some like legit seven foot one dude to play it. Oh, nice. And it's like... I think the guy that played Chewbacca was real tall, wasn't he? Yeah. And so I love the fact that they're doing like uh, practical effects in mm-hmm. all these Star Wars films. And As opposed to like CGI and yeah, such. Yeah, dude. It makes everything so much better. Th- this new freaking Wookiee, though, is like my new favorite Star Wars character. Love it. Real quick. Moon Knight premieres March 30th. So we're a little ways away, but I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Good on good on Disney+. Plus. I know that a lot of new Star Wars series are starting to hit as well. They're going to start hitting in the next year or two. So I think it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, and I, I hope we get to see more of these like uh, characters from these different species. Like I love the fact that we're getting more Wookies. I love the fact that we're getting more of Yoda's people. Um, I, I think, uh, which I don't, I don't know what they're called, but like, I think that that's pretty cool. And like in this book of Boba Fett, you get um, some kind of Star Wars nerding out here. But like, you get like the, um, I think they're called the Tuscan people. It's like the Sand people. Okay, whatever. Um, but they. Um, but they like you're getting like to see a whole story arc with them and you really haven't in the past. So it's been pretty cool, man. This, this whole series has been pretty awesome. And there's more like of the, uh, uh, you know, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt, the big sure. fat giant blob. Oh yeah. There's like two, uh, two more characters just like it. And it's like, it's like, this is cool. Yeah. It's so I, freaking cool. I think it's awesome. And I think the TV series aspect, you, you can add a lot more to it. So Absolutely. I think, I think that's super cool. So hopefully they continue that. Uh, also, the next DC animated film has been announced. We're coming out in February. Catwoman Hunted. Nice. I think the first solo Catwoman film. What do you think? 
I think I think that'll be fun. Oh, so, solo Catwoman animated, animated film animated. is what I mean. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. I'm still uh, really digging. You know, uh, I know we already mentioned it, but the Peacemaker. I mean, I'm I'm all about you know HBO Max. Man, they're killing it right now with the, the DC stuff. Yeah, I I think I was just looking at their. Um, I was actually just looking at HBO Max before you came over because mm-hmm. I was like, man, they have three seasons of Titans now. Yep. Red Hood's on there, and I'm a big Red Hood mark. Yep. There's three seasons of Doom Patrol now. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of Titans? None. Well, I, I okay, I take that back. I saw like one episode when it was still on DC Universe. Okay, and I hated that app so much I stopped watching. So, so the kid who plays Jason Todd is like pretty amazing. At, yeah. in that role, like he fits that role really well. DC or uh, I'm sorry, HBO Max is one of those streaming services. What I realize I don't utilize nearly enough. Yeah, it's my dad's, and I just have access to it. But sure. I just don't use it enough. And now I know with all the new DC series and kind of early access to all the other movies, it's like, it's a damn good service. I need to take more advantage of it. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's good um, stuff. I, I'm planning to watching the suicide squad. Hopefully I'll get that watched in the next week or so. And then I'd like to start a uh, peacemaker. Cause it looks awesome. Peacemaker is legit. Uh, probably one of the best DC series ever. Um, John Cena really, really shows off his acting chops in this this show, and he does a pretty damn good job. And and his, Cena's been in a lot of movies. His first series, though, good on him, mm-hmm. really good. And uh, yeah, good good shit. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and hopefully uh, we start seeing uh, announcements for a second season of that. Yeah, and I would like to see some more DC series on HBO Max. And I know you won't know who I'm talking about, but I would love a spinoff series from Peacemaker about the vigilante character. Because do you know anything about the vigilante character? I didn't either until the show. He's like, he reminds me of essentially um, Deadpool. Oh, nice. Like, but he's kind of more of an idiot than, yeah. you know, Deadpool. But like, but yeah, that's awesome. It's like legit, just like a Deadpool character. Well, see, I think that's one thing they should do. Kind of like uh, DC did that with the CW where they kind of backdoor piloted mm-hmm. characters through other shows. I think that's a hell of a good idea. Absolutely. And have you know? I would love to see a Red Hood show based off Titans. Now I don't yeah. know if that's possible because I don't I haven't seen the story arcs are doing on there. But I think I, that would be awesome. Yeah, I still haven't finished that season either. Yeah, but and I've heard Doom Patrol is really fun. So a lot of these shows it's I just a, need to catch up on. Yeah, Doom Patrol is a ridiculous show, but it's a fun show. Yeah, yeah, so definitely some cool stuff there. Um, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show where Breaker remains to a bit of toy talk. Well, Big Underscore Bane, uh, unmatched Series 3 from AEW is in stock at Ringside Collectibles. Have you had a chance to check these out yet? I have not. I have no idea who's even in the line. So ch- pull up Ringside Collectibles. I'll, I'll kinda, we'll kind of go over this here. This is basically the Dark Order wave. Um, you get Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, which I think is probably one of the better figures of the wave. Anna Jay, and then she's got a chase. And then uh, Mr. Brody Lee, who also has a chase. This, also, too, uh, you know, trading cards are super popular right now. Mm-hmm. And they actually did a, a thing where you get an exclusive, um, three exclusive upper deck trading cards in every figure. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, that is a really cool idea. If you uh, Have you thought about diving into cards anymore, like AEW cards or anything like that? Or WWE cards. A lot of people are really digging them. Uh, I, I really like the the idea, but my, I don't know, my thing is I just, I don't have the the money for a new collection. I see. What do you think about all these figures? Uh, I like them. I don't, I'm not really 
in need of any of them. Looks like um, Anna J is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Evil Uno and Stu Gray, or I'm sorry, Stu Grayson and John Silver both got an extra head. And they also, all of them, I think, I don't have to go through here and look, but all of them have the Dark Order claw hand, which is a really nice touch. Yeah. And uh, Brody Lee, of course, has the uh, TNT title. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a Brody Lee chase figure. There is, yes. And it's got the different attire. But no uh, no, no um, TNT title. Oh, and the chase? Right, which is kind of an interesting thing that you only get the title with the uh, the main release. Also, in this way, we were supposed to see a uh, Darby Allen LJN that did not happen. Oh, how come? Uh, it was not. Apparently, it didn't meet production expectations. They said it was a little too tall, so they decided to remove it from the wave and release it later on. Okay. So, which I think is smart, and it's, instead of releasing subpar product, making sure it's up to par. I gotcha. But yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool wave. Very cool. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Let's just plug it up. All right. So, of course, we want to shout out our podcasting buddies like Jeff and Scott at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check them out every Sunday, just like this show. And, of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry is another great show. Check those guys out. In fact, I just did a watch-along with those guys uh, a few days ago. So check yeah. that out as well. We did a watch-along to the 2006 Royal Rumble. Spoiler alert, I'll be doing one next week. Awesome. Do you know which Rumble? Yeah. Uh, don't. Not just yet. Are you doing a Rumble? I don't know if we'll be doing a Rumble or not. They, did, they just said, hey, you want to do a watch-along next week? And I was like, yeah, why not? Okay, cool. I'll check my schedule. <laughs> I'm, I hope you do a Rumble. Those are fun to do watch-alongs. I, I love doing Rumbles. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, another really fun show. Absolutely. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. In fact, I got some news for you, Bane. What's that? So, you know, Drew was talking about the, the Little Debbie ice cream. I found some Little Debbie ice cream at the local Walmart a couple days ago. I saw that, yeah. I picked up four of them because I'm like, I do want to try all these. They're just pints, so it's not a ton. I, I, I gave a couple little tastes to oatmeal cream pie. Let me tell you, dude, it was delicious. Was it? Did it taste like oatmeal cream pie? It did, okay. oddly enough. And it, it was kind of like a yeah, an ice cream with like chunks of the oatmeal pie in there, but it, it tasted just like an oatmeal cream pie. I was, I was quite shocked. I'll be damned. So they did not have honey bun, nutty buddy, or zebra cake, but I got oatmeal cream pie, strawberry shortcake, cosmic brownie, and Swiss cake roll. So do they all just have little chunks of the little Debbie snacks in them? Is that what you said? Well, this one, that's the what Odell it did. That's what it looks like. I don't okay. think it's actual like chunks of the thing, but okay. it's just it's supposed to kind of look like it. But uh, it was good. I mean, for what it, if you're a little Debbie fan? I mean, yeah. I, again, I haven't tried the other three, so it's hard to know. I did notice that when I opened it, the ice cream had a seal, mm. which I think is the because of the TikTokers, yeah, <laughs> licking ice cream at Walmart. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that's the case. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of those pints nowadays do have those seals or some kind of safety seal on them. Yeah, um, but I, uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge ice cream guy, but you know, might have to check those out if I see them. Absolutely, uh, fun stuff. And then of course, check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Uh, Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. Make sure to check out his Chop Shop. In fact, I got a Chop Shop order on the way. I just Hell got yeah. com- confirmation. I'm excited for that. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And then, of course, our other podcast, you know, it's Fake Right every Monday. Mm-hmm. No Holds Barred with Bill Benis every Tuesday. Yeah. Of course, Bill just revealed you guys are broke. Yeah, we are broke ski, PHPW. So 
Yeah, gotta love it. Sucks. And the TV toy cast dropping every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler. And then, of course, all of Bane's music you can find on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. You got, mm-hmm. what, three albums? What, three singles, I believe? Is that right? Yep, including the Freaks. Yep, there's yeah. three singles out there. So yeah. Absolutely. Got some, get some stuff. Get, check out the tunes. And then, of course, uh, Outsiders Beard Co. Yep. If you had a beard, get you some beard products. In fact, Bane's Brew, I know Soda said he picked one up. Yeah, there's been a few people uh, that have picked that up. Drew Vinsel's another one. He picked it up. Haven't heard nothing from him just yet, but... Uh, it might not even be there just yet because I mean, he lives in Ohio. But but I, I do believe the only way to get this is through Twitter, correct? The only way to get this is through the Twitter link, and it's very limited quantity. Like, we're in the single digits as far as how many more are available. So uh, get it while you can. Absolutely. And uh, all of our T-shirts are available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, Whatamaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, Bane, TV Toycast, Tales from the Estate, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, PPW, etc., etc. Pick up all of the shirts. Yes. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.